The Conservative Party of Canada wrapped up its three-day convention in Quebec City, and convention delegates there voted in favor of two anti-gender ideology policy resolutions. A number of Liberal cabinet ministers crashed the Conservative convention, and Transport Minister Pablo Rodriguez denounced Pierre Polyev's convention speech as, quote, Republican and far right. Two speaking events featuring prominent uh, commentator Dr. James Lindsay have been deplatformed from the ticketing site Eventbrite. Hello Canada, it's Monday, September 11th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Andrew Lawton. And I'm Harrison Faulkner. We have got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Three thousand Conservative Party of Canada delegates descended on Quebec City this weekend for the party's first policy convention in five years. Among the many policies debated were two resolutions specifically taking aim at gender ideology. The first one sought party support for a ban on life-altering and irreversible gender transitions for children and teenagers while encouraging, quote, positive mental and physical health support for all Canadians suffering from gender dysphoria. Uh, This resolution passed with 69% support from delegates and only 31% voting against. The second resolution added to the party policy book the assertion that women are entitled to the safety, dignity, and privacy of single-sex spaces, naming prisons, shelters, locker rooms, and washrooms specifically, and also women's-only categories in sports, awards, grants, and scholarships. To get to the finer point here, the resolution enshrined in party policy the definition of a woman as a female person. One 15-year-old delegate spoke in favor of the resolution saying this we as women cross the street to get away from groups of men we avoid going out at night to stay safe i am 15 and more than once have i had to hide in restrooms with my nine-year-old sister and my 11-year-old sister to avoid men that have followed us around stores and now we want to open up the doors and say after you vote yes to protect your daughters wives and nieces That resolution passed with 87% support and just 13% opposed. Now, obviously, these are non-binding. The party doesn't have to put this in the platform or or govern on it. But when you've got 87% of members of the Conservative Party saying a woman is a female, this is not a fringe issue. This is not a divisive issue within the party. Do you think Pierre Polyev needs to take his cue from these people and actually talk about these things, Harrison? Well, Andrew, when it comes to the social and cultural issues, it always seems a little hit and miss with conservatives, especially in the Justin Trudeau era. It wouldn't be the first time that a conservative leader wouldn't put in a policy that conservatives are united behind in an election platform if Pierre Polyev is to go go ahead with a policy that doesn't include these issues, C-15 and C-17, these resolutions, But it does feel as though the tide is turning on these social issues. I think that if Pierre Polyev wants to fight against Justin Trudeau on these social issues when it comes to the gender ideology battle, now is the time. And with support like this, it seems pretty clear that this is a safe area for Pierre Polyev to fight Trudeau on. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to avoid it and plays a safer angle on the upcoming election.
In the last uh, month and two months, really, we've seen a wave of provincial premiers start to take up the issue of parental rights. Uh, we've seen it in New Brunswick, we've seen it in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and even Ontario with uh, Premier Doug Ford. Now, Doug Ford is nominally conservative, but I I'm wondering if you see there's a wave here that might start extending even outside of conservative governments, or if that might be a little bit too ambitious. I think it's probably too ambitious right now. I think the reality is just based off of the media reporting after each government, each provincial government, uh, New Brunswick, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Ontario have decided to go down this path of, of strengthening parental rights. We've seen how the legacy media in this country report on these stories. I don't imagine it to get past non-conservative provincial governments and Justin Trudeau, of course, has dipped into this battle commenting on provincial legislation, basically saying that trans children need to be protected after New Brunswick enshrined parental rights. So I think it's probably too ambitious right now if we're, if we're to see liberal provincial governments embrace similar parental rights policies. Liberal Transport Minister Pablo Rodriguez said a keynote address by Pierre Polyev at the Conservative Convention was quote, Republican and far right. Rodriguez spoke to reporters in Quebec City outside the venue where nearly 3,000 conservatives were convening. Rodriguez said, quote, it was a very long speech with not much new, quite a traditional, I would say, Republican far right speech where he confirmed that he's going to cut. Polyev spoke for more than an hour Friday evening speaking about housing, affordability, and freedom, touting the extraordinary nature of the common people, something we've heard Polyev speak about in other speeches. Rodriguez, who served as heritage minister before he was shuffled into his current role in transportation, also defended the Liberal government's Online News Act, which forces tech giants like Facebook and Google to pay media outlets for content shared. Rodriguez was asked by True North to respond to projections from Canadian broadcast experts that the CBC, which already receives a generous $1.2 billion subsidy from the Canadian government, will receive the bulk of any money given to media outlets by big tech. Take a listen. The, the former vice chair of the CRTC said that it's the CBC that's going to get the lion's share of any money given under the Online News Act. So how is that supporting independent media creators in Canada when it's just increasing an already very generous subsidy that the CBC gets from the government? Well, we based our bill on what we saw in Australia and we tweaked it and I think we made it better. Uh, but if you look at Australia, proportionally, it's all the, the small media that got more than the rest. But that's not what experts are saying in Canada will happen. They're saying CBC will get even more money of that. Those are against the bill. But when you speak to the people in Australia and we brought some of their experts. And these are Canadian and, experts. And they went to the committees. It's the same structure. And they went to the committees and they said proportionally all the small media got more. So, Andrew, are the Liberals getting desperate? I mean, why are they outside the Conservative Convention holding media at scrums? It, it certainly seems that way. Yeah, it's a weird act of desperation that I'm not quite sure the Liberals thought through all that well. I mean, you're party crashing by definition, and while I'm all for political stunts, it's typically done by people that are punching up. In this case, it means the Liberals are sort of realizing that they're reduced to this. They aren't leading by policy. They aren't leading by the stuff they're doing. They've got to send out pretty senior ministers to just stand in front of another conference and try 
to throw their pot shots that way. And it was actually interesting how little love, even by some people that are not fans of the Conservatives, there was for this stuff online. You know your politics. You've followed politics, obviously, for a long time. Is this a common practice to have opposition politicians show up outside of a party convention to speak to the press? It's not unheard of, but it's certainly not common. And again, where you'd expect to see it would be some lower level local MP or local candidate, maybe, maybe a junior minister from the area, but transport minister, environment minister, pretty prominent people. And also, well, they are the opposing party. They're the guys in government. They're the ones supposedly running the country right now. And you're like, do they really not have anything better to do at this moment than just stand there and heckle with the same in literally in the same space as the protesters that were trying to like tear down capitalism and colonialism they're uh, mere protesters not ministers many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Turning away from the conservative convention to speaking events featuring Dr. James Lindsay, author of the book Cynical Theories, How Activist Scholarship Made Everything About Race, Gender, and Identity, and Why This Harms Everybody, have been deplatformed by the ticketing site Eventbrite. These events, titled Protect Our Kids, are scheduled for October 2nd in Edmonton and October 3rd in Calgary. 200 tickets had already been sold before Eventbrite removed the listing under its policy on, quote, hateful, dangerous, or violent content, unquote, according to organizer David Parker of Take Back Alberta. The Edmonton session was to take place at Life Church and the Calgary one at Glenmore Inn, but both venues cancelled after information about the event went viral on social media, Parker said. There are plans to proceed in alternate venues, though these are, for obvious reasons, not yet being publicized. Uh, Parker noted that Take Back Alberta has previously sold tickets for other events through Eventbrite without encountering any issue. Eventbrite did not respond to a request for comment from True North. Uh, This is, again, an ongoing problem, Harrison, and I believe companies should be able to make the right decisions for themselves and uh, people can respond by boycotting them or, or going elsewhere. But I don't like the precedent here that we're saying that even a mere facilitator of ticket sales wants to weigh in on on political judgment issues about the nature of events. Right, and I think it's important to mention that this is a right for private companies, but it does, as you mentioned, set a bad precedent. It's just another example of what we've been seeing in this country before, notably during the Freedom Convoy, when GoFundMe decided to just cancel the the fund that had received over $10 million in donations for the truckers. Now, thankfully, there were other companies that set up their own funds to try and get around this. And this will always allow other companies who don't want to have ideology interfere with business to flourish. But yes, I think it does set a bad precedent. And I think the reality is there's not much you can do about it. The Canadian government decided to just make it illegal for even uh, give, send, go to disperse their funds, right? So there's a fine line here of how to handle this situation. But the precedent is one that I think people should be concerned over. 
Exactly, and I would never expect this same policy to be directed to some Black Lives Matter speaker or even some Antifa speaker. It only seems to go in one direction. And the problem that I have with this is that when companies start to get involved and make these judgments as they've done here, everyone expects them to do it in the first place. Whereas if they were to just say, listen, you guys are, as long as you're not doing anything illegal, able to sell tickets on Eventbrite, and we have no position whatsoever. I think a lot of the nastiness directed at them would be kind of neutralized, wouldn't it? For sure it would. I, I'm not exactly, you, 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 have to, you have to try to understand why they have made this judgment. Um, but of course, if, if they just said that anyone can fundraise on this platform, anyone can organize events on our platform, just so long as you don't break the law, then there wouldn't be any issue. I guess it's another example of these companies bowing to the pressure from woke activists, people screaming about people gathering together to combat gender ideology, something that is already quite divisive. It seems as though this is just a trend that doesn't seem to stop anytime soon. That's it for today, folks. Don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Plus, The Andrew Lawton Show starts a new time slot and is going live every day, Monday to Thursday at 1 p.m. today. And later we have Ratioed with Harrison Faulkner, which is at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. 